Nothing really says a pandemic's over quite like a war. Am I right? This is the I Can't Complain podcast. My name is John. Guys, we're going to talk about a lot of serious issues today, but um, I want to say on today's program, the issues we talk about won't be as serious as what I talked about recently at the brawl that occurred at the Golden Corral in Pennsylvania or wherever the fuck that was. I don't see any sanctions being imposed on the Golden Crown in Pennsylvania that will prevent them from using their payment processors. So don't worry. When you show up at the Golden Corral for your weekly feast, you won't have to pay in cash. You can still use your Visa card. Thank Christ. All right, there's just no way to avoid talking about the war this week. I'm sorry, and I want to talk about the origin of the aggression. I want to talk about the origin of the aggression I'm not talking about when Vladimir Putin was in the KGB. Instead, let's go back in time. We're going to go back in time to the year 1991. The year 1991. It was 1991 when a young Vladimir Putin took an entry-level position at a Walmart in Sarasota, Florida. This is the history they don't tell you about. He took that position in Sarasota, Florida, and he started drinking nightly at the TGI Fridays. There he befriended a portly gal, and they eventually moved to Pensacola. He began to grow vegetables and poppy plants. He hoarded chemical and biological weapons. He developed a bad attitude. His neighbors used to complain that he didn't tend to his lawn. His neighbors were Ukrainian. He vowed one day he would seek vengeance. Vladimir began to lose his hair. He composed this anthem and used to blast it from his 1993 Lincoln Town Car in the Pensacola suburbs. He went to vacation. He went to vacation in St. Petersburg, Russia, and missed dining at the TGI Fridays, but never took his eyes off the prize of world domination. We here at the I Can't Complain podcast salute Vladimir Putin. <laughs> we we here at the I Can't Complain podcast salute Vladimir Putin for never taking his eyes off the prize. And just, I can't even I can't even pretend anymore. <laughs> Cut the music. Obviously, I don't stand with Vladimir Putin. I'm embarrassed I even recorded that segment there. But um, I did see a news story where Miss Ukraine is joining the fight. Miss Ukraine is putting her money where her mouth is, and she's joining the war. And it got me thinking that I would love to see a war exclusively fought with soldiers wearing high heels. How great would that be? How fabulous would that be? Can you imagine the mar- that march on the Capitol You would have a bunch of guys complaining about how bad their ankles were swollen when they eventually got to Kiev. That would be be a... uh, Can you imagine how slow that march would be? But seriously, there are some really hardened broads over there in Ukraine. If you've been watching the footage coming out of Ukraine, um, those bitches are tough. I'm talking about coal mining stock, and, and God bless them. God God bless the women of Ukraine. God bless these women that make American men look like pussies. Strong women. Women that will women that will probably rip a Russian soldier's dick off with one hand while brandishing a weapon in the other. I'm talking about you're ripping with one hand and you're firing the gun at simultaneously. That takes skills. Now, um, Maybe the women over there were born with it, but maybe it was just years of trying to, you know, fashion Molotov cocktails and boiling potatoes that got them to this place. I don't know. I don't know. These people have more fight in them than the Americans do, and I'll stand by that. This is the equivalent of Black Friday here. The only time you see this sort of, like, uh, pin-up aggression and rage uh, 
and unity is on Black Friday here in America. That's that's the only time. That's the only time that um, we all join together here is on Black Friday when we're going out to buy televisions. But the women over there in Ukraine, they're not going over there to. But they're not going out to buy televisions with their aunt, and they're not having lattes at the Starbucks. These women are going out to kill Russians with their bare hands, and I respect that. And I'm not joking around this time. I was joking around when I said I supported Vladimir Putin. This time, I stand with the women of Ukraine. I stand. With these women of Ukraine. Meanwhile, I'm getting text messages from my friends uh, about Marvel movies while I'm trying to record this. And I don't care about your superheroes. We're on the verge of World War III. We're on the verge of total annihilation. And I'm getting memes right now of Marvel movies. Go fuck yourself. God damn. Um, we did have about six hours, though, after the mask mandate. mask mandate ended here. This is no bullshit. Last Monday, right before I recorded the last episode, we had the mask mandate ended, and we had six hours after the mask mandate ended before Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine. Thank you for the break. I appreciate that, Vladimir. I'm sure Vladimir Putin was closely monitoring the COVID situation here in the states, and he, as soon as the mask mandate locally came off, he said, "Fuck it, we're going in." Thank you for those six hours. I'll never forget those six hours of freedom. Straight from the pandemic into a war that will have consequences that will last the rest of our lives. But we had six hours. We had six good hours to enjoy ourselves. Make no mistake about it, though. Real talk. China is watching what is happening right now. China is watching when they <laughs> when they evade Taiwan. Not a lot of good news today, guys. I'm sorry. But when China eventually uh, evades Taiwan, uh, they're, they're, they're watching what Russia is doing in Ukraine right now. And... They're developing a blueprint, and they're they're making notes of what to do and what not to do. Um, the only, and this is what I would do, guys. We have to cut the Russians off from travel. We can no longer have Russians vacationing around the globe. All airspace has to close. We need them to understand that the only place, if you're, and I'm sorry, the people of Russia, the people of Russia, a lot of them don't even know what the fuck is going on because they're state-run media has such a hold on the country, but we need the Russians to understand that if you're vacationing, the only place you're going to be able to vacation is inter- international waters. Unless you're in international waters, you're not allowed to go fucking anywhere. I don't want to see Vladimir Putin jet setting around the world ever again. That time is over with. It's international waters for vacation, or you can stay the fuck home. Cut them off. No travel at all. And to my people of to my people that are heavily invested in American politics, and you want to further use this to uh, you want to use this to further further your uh, ideology. And this is I'm just going to say this regardless of whatever side of the political spectrum you're on. Sometimes you need to understand that uh, not everything is about you. Not everything has to do with you. Vladimir Putin cares very little for us. He he doesn't care. He doesn't care who is in the White House. I honestly believe that. He doesn't care what uh, what American, what, if Americans are ready to go to war or not, whether they're ready to stand up to him or not. We're weary because of the pandemic. That's true. But Vladimir Putin doesn't give a fuck about us over here. He barely cares about NATO. He really does. He doesn't give a fuck about anything. This is what happens when you're, uh, was he 69? He's going to be 70. This is what happens when you're old and you're delusional and you're in power and you have nuclear weapons. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do with, with next to zero consequences unless he fucks with a NATO country. If he fucks with Poland, if one missile goes astray and it ends up in Poland, 
Well, um, yeah, that's that's when the shit really starts. The people of Ukraine. I have a large listener base in Ukraine, and I want I want to let that's not true, but I want to let the people of Ukraine uh, know that we will. We'll, We'll stand with you. We're just not going to send any troops over there to fight because we don't want to escalate it any further. Jesus Christ. You think at some point Crimea would be enough, but it's not for Vladimir. He won't stop until he has everything. He won't. God damn it. I was looking forward to a nice little summer. I think we all were. I proclaimed on this program three weeks ago that we were finally going to have a normal summer, and goddamn was I wrong. Fuck. But I do want to say this. When you see the mayor of uh, Mariupol, when when you see the mayors of, of local cities in Ukraine, when you see them saying, saying I'm going to stay and I'm going to fight and I need weapons, when you see not only the leader of the country but local mayors of of cities staying behind and saying I'm going to fight, you realize really quick that the people that get elected into local offices in America, they don't, they they're not signing up for that shit. They're not putting their lives on the line. If anybody ever evaded in evaded the U.S., you would see the mayors of, of big American cities. You wouldn't see them grabbing a gun. You would see them, I don't know, probably grabbing a a bottle of hard liquor as they cut the next train out of town or some shit. These mayors in Ukraine that are standing up for their country, that's not what. Uh, that's not the type of leadership we have over here in America. I know that. That's for sure. Jesus Christ, guys. So, there's a news story this week. Everything always has to be about America, and I'm recording from America, so we're going to cover this from an American perspective. What's an American perspective? The headline reads, Ukraine-Russia crisis. America's fast food giants are at risk. Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. America's fast food giants are at risk. Listen to this. I was like, why isn't there a Whopper chicken sandwich? When I think Whopper, <laughs> I just think huge. I would sign up for buying a, a Whopper chicken sandwich with three pieces of chicken on it. This is this is what we are broadcasting on the precipice of World War Three. We're talking about Burger King chicken Whoppers. I'm okay with paying a little bit more, but it makes sense to me. Like, I, I think if, if you weren't so good at what you do, you'd probably be in marketing or in product innovation, uh, Brian. But, uh, uh, have a laugh. We, we have a very strong uh, chicken business. We've been in the chicken uh, business for you know, since the, the late 70s with the original chicken sandwich. They've been in the chicken business since the late 70s. And, and we, we think it's an important part of our business. We've got the chicken fries as well, which oh. is a, a, a very unique and innovative. You can't uh, forget the chicken, chicken fries. fries. Uh, we've got the nuggets. And, and so the nuggets. We, we believe in chicken. Uh, at Burger King, we think it's going to be an important part of the business going forward. We believe and, and in chicken. Time to evaluate the entire portfolio, make sure we've got the best products, the best uh, offering for the for the customers, and uh, and make sure we can deliver that exceptionally well um, through our drive-throughs, through digital and and other platforms and service modes as well. That's the restaurant brand CEO on product innovation from Yahoo Finance, and I know everybody's caught up in their own shit, but when I was. When I saw this video and this headline, I said, oh, this is what we're worried about. The Ukraine-Russia crisis, uh, what's at risk? America's fast food giants, the backbone of America. The article says America's fast food giants have a lot on the line amid the escalating situation between Russia, Ukraine, and the rest of the world. That's in large part because Western fast food players 
have expanded significantly into Russia with their cheap burgers and fried chicken over the past 20 years. By Yahoo Finance's calculations, McDonald's, Papa John's, KFC, Pizza Hut, Burger King, and Starbucks operate 2,700 restaurants in Russia. That actually is a... That's a sizable number of restaurants in Russia. It says the two largest players are McDonald's and Yum! Brands, KFC, with a total of roughly 1,900 locations. We've talked about Yum! Brands before here on the program. Shit, we went to a launch on Silver's. Nobody's more invested in American fast food than me, but uh, even even so, when I saw... <laughs> I don't eat a whole lot of American fast food. I don't eat a whole lot of fast food, but... Clearly, when you broadcast live from a Long John Silver's like I have on this program before, I at least have to cover these stories. It says it's unclear if Russia will will move to shelter these U.S.-born fast food spots as the West deploys sanctions to penalize the country for its invasion of Ukraine. But executives in the industry are moving quickly to tamp down any concerns among investors of potential business lost. Quote, My guess is... The only rationale is that there is going to be some concern that these actions today, the invasion, will have an impact on our company. And what I can tell you is we don't see it that way. One of the greatest things about being in the fast food business is that through good times and bad times, the the business is, is pretty stable. We are very, very globally diverse with this company we operate in 50 countries papa john's ceo rob lynch said on an earnings call on thursday jesus christ world war three will have no impact according to him on his business it's what what do they always say what 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 are businesses that are typically like um businesses that are typically uh insulated from uh from recession and shit like that. It's like gambling and the sex trade and it's vices like that. Well, evidently, according to him, one of the things that's insulated from World War III is the fast food game. Not, not even possible nuclear weapons can deter young brands. Lynch was responding to a question on the sharp reaction of Papa John's stock following the company's solid earning reports, blah, blah, blah. Papa John's operates 186 stores in Russia which is absolutely amazing to me. I can't believe Russian people are going for shitty Papa John's pizza. Well, but who knows? At the same time, I mean, I guess we'll go for shitty fast food pizza, so I guess well, I don't know why I'm surprised. At the same time, the fast food industry is warning investors that heated geopolitical tensions between Russia and Ukraine could impact future business results overall. It's just a matter of investors doing their due diligence on the companies to understand exposures. If you're going to invest in any fast food brands, make sure they don't have too many stores in Russia, I guess. Quote, escalating tensions between Russia and Ukraine and any political military incursion into Russia, into Ukraine, could adversely impact conditions given regional instability. Basically, these companies are saying we're too big to fail. If you think your local bank is too big to fail, we're even bigger than them. We're worldwide. We supply our shitty food to every country in the goddamn world. So no no um no regional conflict could possibly throw our business off. The quote uh that I like though, the conflict between Russia and Ukraine could adversely impact economic conditions and demand for dining out, end quote. Do does that need to be said? Do you need to say that when bombs are falling that families won't want to go to their Burger King and get a chicken whopper and dine in? The drive-thru line's going to be packed.
packed because people want to go home and eat it in their bomb shelters. People want to go and eat it underground. So unless your local fast food restaurant has an underground seating area, people aren't going to be interested in eating in it. People aren't going to be interested in getting shelled with mortar fire as they eat their chicken whopper. If there's one thing I've come to know, when you eat a chicken, well, I've never had a chicken, I don't think they exist. When you eat Burger King chicken fries, don't you want to do it in peace? Don't you want to do it in, I don't want to say solidarity, but you want to have a, you want to have a nice meal around the dinner table with your family. You don't want to be shelled with gun. You don't want to have to throw grenades out of the restaurant that you're dining in, so... These restaurants should have thought ahead. They should have built underground seating areas for wartime, but they didn't do that. So when I hear them say, uh, oh, yeah, our uh, in-person dining might be affected by this, fuck yes, it's going to be affected by this because nobody wants to eat your stupid processed fast food and die at the same time. They want to die 40 years later from the shit that they've been shoveling in their mouths. They don't want to die in the middle of eating Burger King chicken fries because nothing's more depressing than that. You know, though, I did go out yesterday, and I'm just at a bar. There's like 10 people in the room, and I realized that if the United States ever gets invaded by, you know, it would have to be another world superpower, I guess. But if we ever get invaded and they want to get information out of our citizens, evidently we're far more prepared for torture techniques than than I was previously aware of. Because I'm in the bar with 10 people yesterday, and somehow waterboarding comes up. And I start talking to somebody, and he's like, or she was like, she was like, yeah, I've been waterboarded before. I'm like, why, why the hell have you been waterboarded? And the bartender comes over, and he casually mentions, he's like, yeah, I tried that out one time. Evidently, a large portion of American citizens have tried waterboarding once, at least once in their life. I mean, this is two out of ten in a bar. Two out of ten people in the bar that I'm in have been waterboarded. Who would have guessed? Ne- neither were forced to be waterboarded. Both just tried it out for the hell of it. Anyway, something else I found out when I was in the bar yesterday. I ended up staying there for like five or six hours because there was a NASCAR race on TV. We're switching directions here. We're t- we're going to talk about something even worse than war, NASCAR. I'm in <laughs> I'm in this bar and there's a NASCAR race on TV. Look, I love all sports. I'll occasionally watch a NASCAR race, but I never watch the entire thing start to finish. I'm in the bar. I'm watching this NASCAR race. I lose track of time because I start stop paying attention to the time on my phone. And I'm just gauging time based on the NASCAR race. I didn't know that NASCAR races lasted four or five hours. I guess I knew, but I never thought about it before. I totally lose track of time. And at one point, my friend Brett, it was she was on the launch on Silvers in the wedding episode. She turns to me and she says, how long do you want to stay here? And I was like, well, how long have we been here? She's like, we've been here five hours. I said, holy shit, we've been here five hours. This is the last time that I ever let a NASCAR race dictate my day. I felt like I felt like a loser, man. I was like, we've been here for five hours. I'm pretty sure we got here when the race started and we left when the race ended, but we sat here for five hours. Holy shit! So uh, yeah, don't don't let a NASCAR race dictate your day, or your entire day will be ruined. That's really all I have this week, guys. Keep your. I did want to mention this. The Patreon is in the works. It's coming. It's not coming soon. I was going to say it's coming soon. It's not coming soon. But the Patreon is in the works, so keep those credit cards close by, guys. Get those credit lines extended, because when it drops, it's not going to be cheap. Prepare yourself Prepare yourself for an extra episode a week or whatever I decide to do 
of Patreon content, and it's gonna be uh, it's not gonna be cheap. So get your credit card limits raised and keep your credit cards handy, because eventually I will ask for your money, and that's all I have to say. Short episode this week, guys. Short episode this week because bad news has hijacked hijacked every uh, every aspect of society has been hijacked by bad news, and I can't do a full thirty or forty minutes on this shit because I don't want to. Next week, barring barring. <laughs> Putin attacking a NATO country and starting World War III or nuclear weapons being launched. We're going to do no news episode next week. It's going to be, it's going to be all last. It's all going to be, it's going to be fun and games. We're going to get back to the fun and games that this podcast started with. Maybe we'll go to Captain D's. Maybe I need to talk to Brett. Maybe we need to do a food episode next week where we eat greasy fried food and just, just hope to God that, Vladimir Putin doesn't launch a nuclear weapon ass. That's it. Bye. Who voluntarily gets waterboarded? I know we I know we popularized it. But goddamn. We have American citizens waterboarding themselves just to know what it feels like. That wasn't a fun episode. It wasn't a fun episode, but I do love the idea that we would have an invading army wearing exclusively high heels moving at a slow pace. I also love that we have fast food CEOs just more worried about sales of Burger King chicken fries and they are worried about death. You guys have a good week. I'll talk to you later. Share this goddamn podcast. But not this week's episode. talking yet that russian national anthem whatever whatever so whatever the fuck you want to call it that is so extremely overrated it's not it's not as good as everybody fucking thinks it is people online talking about oh i might not i might not like the leader of the country but i sure do love that national anthem i don't love that fucking national anthem it sucks anything against the people of Russia, but your national anthem isn't as good as you think it is. It's overrated. There, I said it. I, I think that makes me a war criminal now. I think that makes me wanted by the Kremlin, but what the fuck do I care? That's it.